Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, I think today is a little bit of a heavy topic as our economy is in a spot that we honestly haven't seen for a long time, well over a decade. Now, gas is high, inflation is a little bit nuts, and the topic of a lot of conversations I'm hearing in different business circles is that people aren't buying, that their sales are down, and they're they're blaming this on the economy. And it's it's actually what I'm seeing is that there is now um, maybe they're using this as not just a reason, but an excuse not to build their business at the moment because everyone is quote unquote broke and spending their money, um, you know, in different ways. Now, is there some truth to this? Of course there is. Anytime that our economy switches, is, you know, and, and goes, you know, in the wrong way, uh, we are going to see people kind of tighten up uh, their spending a bit. Now, let's, though, not assume that everyone then is broke, right? Um, there may be a portion of people that, you know, again, tighten up the reins a bit, Um, Even those people, I will challenge you, will still purchase the things that they want and then what they feel they need. I honestly couldn't think of a better example to give you than Starbucks. Um, I don't know that this uh, store um, business brand even needs any sort of introduction, but if for some reason you're not familiar with Starbucks, it is the uh, largest coffee. I would say they are kind of the king of coffee, coffee shops. And there is one um, in most towns. I mean, they're, they're everywhere, right? Um, just to give you kind of an idea of this brand, um, after doing just a tiny bit of digging, um, they are worth $52 billion. That's pretty insane. And I think, well, I know that the word billion gets thrown around a lot. Now, if you were to write out a billion, <laughs> you start to realize what that really means. I mean, on on the iPhone calculator, it doesn't even let you put in that next zero. Um, It doesn't even have space for it. Uh, So now this equates to, um, now 52 billion is the worth, right? But let's like bring that down to just in a day, which I think will help you even a little bit more uh, really realize the impact of this. So. In one day, this store sells, not this store, but this brand all across the world sells 8 million cups. Like they use, I guess I should say, they use 8 million cups. And some people are using refillable. 
actually Starbucks claims that nearly 1 billion of their annual um, coffees that are sold out of the 4 billion that they sell. So 4 billion cups sold uh, a year. 1 billion of those they're stating uh, roughly are people that are using a refillable, a refillable cup. And now let's talk about those refillable cups. People actually collect them. And this was new to me. I had stumbled across a TikTok reel, whatever, um, where someone was showcasing the uh, Starbucks cups that they have collected and what they had paid for each one of these collector cups. Now, this might sound insanely bizarre to you, but the world of collecting all things, a lot of things is very, very big. Now, I went down the rabbit hole of this one TikTok that I saw thinking, wait, what? This person really collected this many, you know, different Starbucks cups and was upset if someone used one right in the house and or was holding a place for one they couldn't find uh, because it was out of stock or, you know, no longer was for sale. It was a limited time product, right? So I went and read some of the comments on this one TikTok. Now, they're not alone in doing a TikTok on their Starbucks cups. This is a big deal, people. The comments were mind-blowing. I will I, I was I'm a, even a little bit uh have a loss for words on the comments. People were ecstatic that these people had collected this many Starbucks cups. People were jealous and envious and wanting to know how they found X, Y, or Z, what color, or, you know, version or, or whatnot, right? And we're talking a plastic cup with a straw, uh, somewhere glass, whatever. Anyways, you guys, these people are out there in droves. Um, the actual stat that I found is collecting is known to be a common behavior, right? With one uh, estimate suggested that 40% of United States households engage in some form of a collecting behavior. Now, I'm not going to go down like the hoarding world and all that kind of stuff. These people weren't actually in the hoarding space. They just loved their Starbucks cups. Now, we're not even talking about them purchasing coffee, right? We're just talking about the cups at this point. And I remember I can go back, okay, where are times that I've collected things? I've definitely been a collector of, of different items. And one of those things I collected back in the, you know, 80s, 90s was Lisa Frank stickers. Now, for those of you that, you know, 80s, 90s child, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, specifically if you are a female. And these little stickers were adorable. And I collected them and traded them and put them on all the things. And there was stationery and pens and erasers and, you know, little pencil pouches and trepper keepers and just like all the stuff. So if I'm walking you down memory lane, you're welcome. It's super fun one to be down. Now I have applied this collector's practice, um, along in my doTERRA business. Now in a service-based business, it's not necessarily the same thing. A lot of people will try to like gamify service-based businesses. So people feel like they're kind of collecting different things or using, you know, all the parts to it, but specifically today, let's just talk about product. Um, doTERRA has a very collectible, uh, brand, right? And I want to attract that 40% of United States households that are 
a collector's. And then of course, I don't want people just collecting things and putting them up on the shelf, right? Then we can educate them on how to use the product and better their lives. Now you may not be in doTERRA. I'm not sure why not, but uh, you might not be in doTERRA. It might be another thing, um, another product that you have, or you could create a product within your service-based business. So people feel uh, like they can collect all the things and there's so many pieces to that collection, feeling like they're belonging and uh, part of a community, right? Now, doTERRA has more than 130 oils. And do you need them all? No. Uh, my husband is on this kick of using the word need. He corrects us in our family all the time um, because actually we don't need uh, most things, right? The few things that we need to survive He's like, let's put this in, you know, like, let's like put this in kind of reality into our life. What do we actually need? Okay. So, um, do we need them all? No. Right. Okay. But, but do we want them all? Yes. And I remember when I first started with doTERRA, I wanted to collect all of the things, all of the oils. I wanted all of them even before I was selling them, um, because it had the collector feel right now collecting is really fun. But also in, in the doTERRA world, it is really handy to have all of the oils. I can't even tell you all of the times that um, we've had something come up in our family and I've uh, needed, uh, needed, okay, wanted a specific oil to put in a blend or whatnot um, to help whatever circumstance uh, we're in. Uh, one of those was um, I had some plantar fasciitis and marjoram. Uh, was an oil that was really, really helpful for that. It's helpful for tendons and, you know, sore joints, blah, 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 all the different things. And plantar fasciitis is one of those things. Now, marjoram isn't an oil. Many of you not, might not even know that that's an essential oil. Isn't one that's on a lot of people's shelves, but it was on mine and it helped me immensely. I'm so happy that it was there. Right. So do you need over 130 oils? Probably not, but collecting them is something that people often do. So how do we find these collectors? <laughs> well, 40% of United States households, right, engage in some form of collecting behavior. So they are out there. So let's dive into some of the psychology of Starbucks and how they have created this. Some of this is really obvious, but I love, I like, this is what I love to geek out on and uh, really, really zone in and, and, and figure out and then love sharing it. So number one, of course, they have amazing marketing. and emulating it isn't that difficult. Of course, you know, building our brands to a Starbucks level is something I don't even desire to do. And I'm not telling you that's what you need to do to be successful, but we can always learn from these big brands. Of course, they have huge marketing departments and, and all of that. So we have to set our expectations of what we can actually do a little bit differently, uh, but still we can learn and apply. So here's what I see in their marketing. Of course, they're consistent, right? Wouldn't it be weird if you looked at Starbucks Instagram and they didn't have a post that day? You'd be like, what's going on? Is the world frozen? Like it, it, you just expect it because they're Starbucks. So how can you apply that to your own business? How can you be consistent so that your marketing can even be more amazing? Now, of course they have brand awareness and, you know, something that I think is, is kind of funny, um, but also not is a lot of times when, especially in the MLM world, um, you know, you may think that if uh, another doTERRA rep pops up and they're not on my team, but they're in our area, that I would be 
uh, bummed out or upset. No, I'm really excited because that creates more brand awareness and, and boosts the value of, of the company of doTERRA. It was said that only, you know, like 1% average of U.S. households have a doTERRA account. And the number is really sad. I think it's somewhere like 6% of people even know uh, what doTERRA is without being prompted. So like if I was to say, hey, you know, I sell doTERRA, I get a blank stare quite a bit. And I was like, you know, essential oils. And then they'll be able to like frame of reference. They're like, oh yeah, I think I've heard of that. Or they've like, you know, now think of the name or the logo, right? So brand awareness is really important. And how can we uh, emulate that a bit like a Starbucks, right? Is the more we share, the more people are going to know and actually using the name of your product is huge. Any coach that's telling you not to share the name of your company, I would challenge it. I think it's really important that we have more brand awareness out there. Now, the other thing about their marketing is that they assume in their marketing that everyone drinks a Starbucks, that everyone knows what their drink would be when they get up there, right? That everyone is already using it. And so it's kind of a cocky uh, space to be, but think about how you could apply that to your own business, that you know, you are the place that people are going to go to. You, you just, again, assume. And I would say another person that falls, another person, another brand that falls under this category is Apple, right? They just make the assumption that, hey, we are the choice and you're silly if you wouldn't do any, if you would do anything else. And they don't even have to say that. It's just how confident their marketing is that, um, that drives us and wants us there. Um, another thing about their marketing is it creates a culture. There is a culture and a community created around Starbucks and you can almost pick out the people, uh, that Starbucks is their spot. Now I do have to give a really big disclaimer here. I don't choose Starbucks first. <laughs> I am definitely a, if there's a community coffee shop, if there is a ma and pa shop in town, I'm there. We just got a, a coffee shop in our downtown. It's been so needed here in Hudson, Wisconsin. Um, Ember and Bean, if you haven't been there yet, I just absolutely am so excited to have a roaster and coffee shop down there. Oh, it just makes me so happy. And then we have like a little drive up one too called Joe to go. And those are my first stops. So yes, Starbucks, uh, put coffee on the map. Um, they have amazing marketing. We can learn so much from them, but I just have to toss in that little commercial, um, caveat for you. Okay. Number two on the psychology of Starbucks and like diving into that is they fulfill a quote unquote need, right? It's 